Welcome back to Life of Love. We're always honored to have you listening and sharing our episodes. So it's just a great, exciting day here at Life of Love. I have a special guest. Her name is Jennifer Pilates, and she is here to share her 20 years plus of of empowering people. She's a celebrity trainer. She not only trains, but transforms bodies, but minds and spirits as well. She's an intuitive advisor, writer, and she also has a podcast of her own, Empowered Within. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for being here on Life of Love. We're honored to have you and so excited for our conversation. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. I'm so honored. I love all that you're doing with your podcast and all the light thing to the world. Mm, well, it's it's my pleasure, and I can't imagine my life before I got to connect with beautiful souls like you every day. It's just such a blessing. I mean, people say, "Oh, you produce a podcast," and I'm like, "No, I get to experience all these beautiful people, and you know, just these messages." I'm just you know in awe. So, thank you for for spending your time with us today. Mm. So you're all about empowering and we are talking behind the scenes about, you know, helping people find their, their quiet to tune into their intuition. And I wanted you to describe your life before your, your car accident. Like, how were you living your life before you had this ascension almost, I want to say. Oh, great question. Yeah. Well, before then I was very strongly climbing a corporate ladder. I've been in the senior living industry since I was 15 years old. The car accident happened in my late twenties and I just knew like I had all my ducks in the row. I thought, okay, I have, you know, the one K I have this, I have this by the time I'm 30, I'll have enough money here to buy a house and I go keep progressing. And the goal was that I transitioned from one company to another to become more seasoned then I would transfer back to my company and I would have my choice of whatever state that I wanted to live in, which was super exciting to me on the East Coast. And so I did this and I something that I now tell people don't ever do. And I did that and I was very young and my mentor who had been my mentor since, gosh, really since I was 15 years old was like, are you really sure about this? Like... I don't know. Like, you know, she was really trying to be as soft as she could, allowing me to make, I don't know, call it a mistake, but definitely a journey this was going to be. And she knew it. And she was right because what I loved about the industry is I loved the residents and I loved their families. So I was all about that. I was an advocate for the families. I loved the marketing side. I loved the activities. I love just being in the day-to-day and being supportive. And when I really dove into the administrative side, really a lot of that goes away and it becomes more numbers and more bottom line. And it's incredibly unhappy. I was so disaligned at that point in time, but I didn't know because of who I was at that moment, right? Like I just miserable. And, um, then the car accident. So it's always, you know, 
be careful what you pray for. I was in this pain and not knowing and at the same time, learning so much. This happened in the Mecca of the wellness community, Boulder, Colorado. So back in that day, like this was amazing. Like I was receiving care that I had never heard of, cranial sacral therapy. I didn't know a lot of what I was getting. I just know that I'm so, so blessed to receive it all. And through that is how I ultimately um, came to Pilates, which is how I rehabbed. And it was the one thing that kept me out of pain. And that is where I true body-mind connection. And after there was this one conversation with one of the doctors who had said to me, you know, you really don't live in your body. And I didn't understand what that meant at that time. I just kind of was like, yeah, whatever. And then started to sort of understand. And when I began my Pilates rehabilitation, I understood it because it brings you into your body. And then I had to face fears and the anxiety and the flight. And that's when all oceans came out. And it was such an incredible blessing at that moment and has changed my life ever since. So to me, that's always amazing when somebody says something or you see something and you just take a mental note because you can't really process it, but you know, it, it like spark something. And I, you know, I wanted to talk to you about that is, um, you know, how to remember how to, how to take these, these clues, these little breadcrumbs that are given to us to remember your divinity, your power, you know, your purpose, because we, we do, we live in this 3d and we always have these goals and aspirations or, or, you know, we, what we think the next corporate step is the next security, the next, you know, the best car, the best neighborhood or whatever, whatever we think is going to bring us that joy and happiness, you know, like, um, how would you describe that about, you know, fight those seeds and, and tuning into that? Mm -hmm. I, you know, and it's beautiful that you described the crumbs because I do that a lot and, you know, it is paying attention and it is a puzzle piece to be put together, right? Because we don't always know everything, but we know some things we're given hunches. We're giving a little light here and there. And it's like, we just have, we have to trust. And not only do we have to, to lean into faith and there's a lot of time just have to be. And that's usually during that time, like you're in the waiting room at that point in time. You're waiting for your transfer papers. You're waiting to hear about something. You're waiting in the waiting room. And meanwhile, you see all these other people, you know, they're moving, they're getting married, they're getting the job. I always say to remind people, one, well, it's not your time yet. And two, you begin to see people around you that are either receiving what you like or what you want is happening to them, those are signs that it's getting closer to you. It's just not there yet. We can go inward and go back to those moments and just be because we as humans try to control everything and force it and, oh, well, I do it all to make it happen. And it's like, no, the more that you just be and just allow and allow energies to flow and signs for the universe, but don't overlook, just ask for the signs, then that's when magic happens. There's a lot of magic that happens in the waiting room if we can find peace and just be. I love that. And that's a segue to my next question was, would you give people like 
simple steps to connect to their flow, to connect to that, the daily practice of just being, just being okay with your waiting room, as you say. There's lots of things you can do to find your flow, to go inward. It isn't a one size fits all. And it's, and sometimes it might not be an everyday same event, but what isn't is showing up with consistency for your spiritual practice every day. And that spiritual practice is your self-love that's taking care of yourself. So for me, as an example, in the mornings, the first thing I say is thank you. Like blessing it is to wake up again. I'm letting the universe know. I'm grateful. When you're in a state of gratitude, it's really hard to agree, right? So I could have woken up this morning and been like, oh my gosh, like I didn't get enough sleep. I was up too late. I'm strapped. No, first thing I do when I open up my eyes, thank you. And that sets my energy for the day. That sets the tone for the day. And then later in the morning, I take time to do a reset where it's a small meditation. And it's a vision moment of what I am pulling into my life. And I don't think, and I don't look at how is it going to happen? I look at the end result. And then however that comes is how that comes. A small Reiki meditation during the daytime, take a time out. I also do that. I'll take, you know, a little siesta with my Reiki and I am there, but I'm not there. It is beautiful to allow that to happen. You can simply just go for a walk. For me, walking has always been an incredibly powerful meditation. And some people may go, well, what does that mean? It means like walking and all of a sudden there's this inspirational thought. Follow that. Follow that because that's when you're in flow specifically being around water. And and so it's got to be a bay. It's got to be the ocean. I've, I've attempted to just use lakes. Doesn't work the same. And that's okay, right? And that's one more way that you can experiment and know yourself. I feel like we're born into this world, but we don't really get to know ourselves. And that's a deep dive to do. And you can sit and journal about your day. You can sit and journal about gratitude and you can do your I ams. There's so many amazing practices that you can do. And it's finding what works for you and what you like, because there's no reason if I tell you to go walk and you hate to walk, well, that's not going to work. Think to your childhood. What made you happy? Was it just going and sitting at the beach? That's what I want you to do. I love that because, it, well, it doesn't have to be a um, a vacation. It can be part of your everyday. Every day. Getting to the beach, getting to that, maybe, would you say it would be worth moving? Would you suggest someone relocate if it was that strong? Because the universe is telling them? A hundred percent. And I can say that being someone who grew up on the ocean. So I grew up on Cape Cod. I went to school in Rhode Island on the ocean. Um, when I was born in Maryland, you couldn't get to the ocean. Being on the ocean is amazing for me. Lived in Arizona for nine years. I struggled immensely, immensely in the desert. I would be irritable. I'll be a nice person. And so I would need to drive six hours, you know, over to the ocean. So now that I have transitioned back being on the ocean, I can also tell you certain oceans I prefer that light me up more so than others. And I would say the one thing that I've also learned being an empath is that seasons are important. 
And some people are going to be like, no. Well, I can tell you after 13 years of being in the sun, to me, being in the sun is you are on all the time. It's exhausting. And you literally burn out. In my personal opinion, this has transpired for me. So being an empath and having seasons, your body is is used to cycles, especially as a woman. It is so important to literally have season. You're supposed to be calm. You're supposed to just be. So then you gradually go into spring. That's when we have newness. That's when we start new businesses. That's when we start new things. Summer, we get that going. Fall, ooh, we get cozy. Every human being, let alone an empath or a highly sensitive human being. So 100% move. I am in the process of finding my new home. I am for guidance, the location. I have sent out suggestions. Ali, if all of a sudden you wake up and you are guided to move, do it. All of my moves, and I've moved seven or eight times now. Now I can say, wow, that's your reason why I had to go and experience that energy or some uh, a new gift was born in that energy. So absolutely 100% a whatever your soul is calling for, that's where you need to be. Whether that's ocean, whether that's in Vermont, whether that's Colorado, this in the desert, which by the way, love the desert, but I now know so much in my heart and soul that being on a bay and being near Jen are crucial. I love that insight. And it's, you know, it's, it's honoring, honoring what pleases you and, and trusting that that's where you need to be is like, and one other thing that I was thinking about is when you're telling about your walk, do you set like an intention? You're going to just go and, and be at peace or just observe nature um, because I think that you can, you can still go on a walk, but be checking your phone, like, like every five minutes for a, for a update on something or your emails, you know, I'm, I'm always waiting for an email from tech support for one reason or another. And I'm like, did they respond yet? Did they respond yet? And I have to like consciously say, okay, this is a peaceful walk. This is, I'm going to recharge on this walk. Like I, I know I have to like give myself boundaries, right? Oh, 100%. So two things I would, the first thing is if you are always looking for text for program you're using, then it's time to stop mm-hmm. using that program. Be my first thing to say, just a heads up. The other thing I would say about my walks is I do. They are, that is my peaceful connection time. That's when I'm just feeding my soul and nourishing my body, mind, and spirit. And so my phone is off. I will set um in Fitbit, like you can set like how long you've walked, like how many miles the distance. We'll do that. So I'm aware of that. Um, at the end, but I don't look at it. So for the first half, I was doing my small walk. It's just me. It's quiet. I'm talking to nature in nature. I'm talking to God, you know, just being and I'm looking at the trees and paying attention and breathing in what I can. If it's a longer walk and I'm guided to be on a longer walk that day, and that's the key. I don't really decide. It's decided for me when I get there. And so if it is a guided walk, then usually I will be guided to possibly the second half, turn on my phone. You can receive messages from your phone and from your playlist specifically. So certain times when I'm going to do it, I ask a question and then like I have an iPhone, so I'll flip it on and it'll say like shuffle songs and ringer for that answer. 
And so there are days when I do that. So it's a bit of both for me. There's some days it is just meditates it. Like yesterday was a quick one. It was in and out. I would say longer. And the guys are like, no, you have so much to do. Like I will always show up and do something. And that is what's key. If you tell you you're going to do something and you do not do it, what you're doing is you are distrust within yourself. Now your body's learning not to trust you. And so that's a super important practice for me. If I tell myself I'm going to do something, I will do it. So even with the walk, like this morning, I just adjusted it around and I let myself know we're still going to do it. We're just going to do it later in the day, but we're still going to do it. And my body was like, okay, cool. Like I'm good. And so it's okay to have adjustments and pivots and changes. That's not okay to let yourself down. It's so powerful because that internal integrity, it just, like you said, it signals the universe. You're ready. You're ready to show up. You're showing up for yourself. And um, the the whole idea, I I always tell people the angels will communicate when I, with the radio or not, I don't listen to the radio anymore, but my playlist on Spotify, like I'll, I, but I have never asked a question and then turned it on. So I'm going to really try that. I love that. And I, I do love to use my decks of cards. Um, I don't have tarot cards per se. I'm not a tarot reader, but I'll have like angel cards or soul message cards and, and just that roulette, you just one card, one card that speaks to you. And it's always something that, that you needed. So, you know, I think that, well, there's this preconception that it's a complicated thing to receive a message when they're just being thrown at you all the time. It's just whether or not you're going to be a sticky board, you know, you got to be more like a Velcro than a wax car. Like I think we're running around like wax cars all the time. It's so true. And they come in the most amazing ways. It's a really cool happen thing happened the other day is the podcast that I'm on. Like I always read people's books before they come on, which I have a whole stack here to read. I just love to just put more things on my plate, but I enjoy it and I want to honor the author. And I, and I, and so I really enjoy that. So the other day someone had reached out and they said, Oh, we're going to send a book. And I said, okay, great. Well, it was like priority mailed to me. And I was like, Whoa, unbelievable. And so I open up the envelope and I'm looking at the book and I'm like, okay, like this is cool. And so I look at the envelope where it was from and it's from this little t- that I had been looking. It's like on my list. Like when I, my universal list, I was like, these are the places that I, you know, I feel like I should move to or that I'd be happy in. So lo and behold, it's this little town that honestly, unless you know of this town, like you're never going to know. So the fact that this PR medium, you know, media company that sent me this information from this town, that was a sign. Now, not only was it a sign, priority envelope. So it's showing you like this has more priority over some of the other locations you were to. Now, like instant all of that? No, but throughout the day that was brought to me, then brought another message of another location. It was not a priority, but it's like these are your two runner up. Whereas I had another place and that place is not good to me at all. So it's really cool. Like when you look at life, like going out and finding your Easter eggs every day, right? Or your Christmas presents every day, life becomes very different because every person is delivering a message to you. Every bird, every squirrel, every red light, if you're paying attention, if you are in that moment. That's... That's my motto. <laughs> That's my, live, in, live in magic. That's how you live in magic is making every moment something, you know? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and it's knowing and listening to yourself. And the thing that you and I are talking, um, and I'm being called to talk about now, which is interesting. Um, you know, for a long time, I was finding my flow. Then I was in my flow. And then I really thought like I got off track. And when I look back and I want to know, cause I think that people use this a lot, the, oh, I fell off my path. You didn't fall off your path. You never fall off your path. Your path is your path. Like whatever that is, whether that you are dancing on tables in a nightclub or when you are on your knees in church, the path for that moment in time always lessons and there are always blessings in every moment. And that is super, super important. Wherever you are is where you're me. So like my heart is calling, my heart has been calling Jesus for like seven years. Jesus, literally Jesus has been calling for four seasons, but for whatever reason, it wasn't time yet. I could sit and I could moan and groan about it, which I I had those moments too. And that's important. Like neither one of us, Julie and I, we're not perfect. I mean, heck, you should have heard our conversation, but things like... We have a choice to make. We can either have a whole crappy day and ruin the whole day, or we can give ourselves that 90 seconds to just have a fit. That's what I always give myself. That's what I always tell people. 90 seconds, have a fit. Don't break anything, but just help. Because if you don't, you're stifling that and it's going to come out and it won't be pretty. So have your moments, but then live your life in the magic. And always say, you know, why is this happening for me, to me? Why is this happening for me? And then take a step out, whether it's an hour later or a day later and go, what was the lesson I was supposed to receive from this? And that's what I've always go back to the car accident, an incredible blessing of having been in and out of doctor's offices eight hours every day. Let me tell you, that didn't feel like a blessing at the moment. All of your perspective and being able to step out of the ick for a moment. And right now there's a lot of ick. Right. So yeah, feel the ick, identify it mm-hmm. and refocus. Cause we're all here to help clear the ick. It's a group effort. It's our collective consciousness saying, this isn't where we want it. We want, we don't want to be in the ick. We want to be happy and supporting and, mm-hmm. and having joy. Um, I don't think it's Pollyanna to think that we can live in joy. I really don't. And I think that's part of, part of why we're here. So thank you so much for sharing this insight. And I'd be honored to share your website and um, you're, you're starting this online Pilates launch tomorrow. Now this isn't going to air until later, but it seems like it's going to be accessible if, if people want to connect with your, with your Pilates um, exercise classes. And it, it sounds like a great, a great opportunity for people to work with you who, who would never get a chance to, for goodness, you goodness sakes, you work with celebrities, right? right. Like if you, they trust you with their bodies, you know, we're always like celebrity. No, right. <laughs> Yeah, so I would love it. I would love to continue the conversation with anyone that would like to. You can find me over at jenniferpilates.com. You will find all of my Pilates information, my coaching information, a new book that came out. 
And yes, there is really huge, beautiful baby that is blossoming with this new platform so that there will be Pilates videos and more Pilates challenges and live classes and workshops. It's truly going to be the Mecca Wellness Centers online. That's jenniferpilates.com. Thank you. And thank you everyone for sticking with us and listening to this great message. And, you know, just have the rest of your day to create, create what you can envision and, you know, take a little time, use some of the strategies to connect to your, your quiet so you can, you can get to it. And, you know, if you have a whole day's worth of attention, like figure out how you want to use it. Cause it's, that's your power. Your power is your attention and your thought. So thank you so much.